It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Well, good morning and welcome to Tuesday. This is game time. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're happy to have you with us on a, well, this is a foggy Tuesday morning. I mean, it's uh, it's a little froggy out there. So if you're going to start your day, you may want to start a couple of minutes early, reduce your speed, and be especially careful in and around our school zones, please. Let's uh, say good morning to Ward White. Ward, good morning. How are we? I am wonderful. <laughs> Ryan, good morning. What's up? Uh, not much. How are you, Tom? I'm good. I-, I laughed, Ward, after Ward and I talked on the phone last night. And I hung up and I laughed because Ryan Ward says La Vega played a little sloppy last night. Okay, they played a little sloppy and won by 30. <laughs> Stop and and think about that. What have you ever, I mean, I know we've talked about it a million times, but have you ever seen anything like this in postseason? No, I have not. Have not. That's a good basketball team. Special group, huh? It really is. Real special group. I, um, again, I, I said it maybe yesterday and last week. The team that can push them and and really, really push them mm-hmm. and and maybe upset them. I want to see that team because they're going to be a special basketball team. They'd have to be. Yeah. They'd have to. And there may be someone, you know, it may be this next round. I don't know. So they win 60, uh, 63-33, win by 30. Mm-hmm. Conley beats Salado 52-49. Are they on a collision course in the regional tournament? They could be. Um, Conley will have the winner of Madisonville and Jacksonville coming up. That game will be Friday night at eight o'clock in Bryan. Mm-hmm. Our game will be La Vega 34 and five, by the way, taking on the winner of Harden Jefferson and Palestine. Do we have a gut feeling on that particular game? I think it's Harden Jefferson. Okay. And that will be at six o'clock on Friday. So you said a little sloppy was it did they turn the ball over did they they turned the ball over more than usual and they mm-hmm. they had a lot of fouls called on them a lot of fouls called on them last night so um put marble falls on the line yeah and that's you know marble falls first eight points of the ball game i'll make that 10 points of the ball game came from the free throw line they didn't make a field goal until late late in the second quarter really so everything they got was at the strike Mm -hmm. wow i guess they pressed no vega Uh, la vega did yes yeah that's their game create the turnover Mm -hmm. create the fast break tried to and they missed their field goal percentage was not great last night well yeah they only scored 63 Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) well i mean I know. For them, I, I, they they yeah. missed a lot of shots. I know. I mean, because they create so many opportunities for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. So, it, again, I know it sounds silly, but it, it was a sloppy game for La Vega last night, even though they won by 30. And isn't that 
in retrospect, a good thing. Maybe get that one out of the way and give him something to clean up. Sometimes you look back at those and say, yeah, that's that's exactly what they needed. Particularly when you won by 30. Yeah. You know? Because sometimes you, the message just doesn't get through to kiddos. Right. Well, he said in the postgame show, we've got something to work on now. We, we've got something we need to work on. And it's on film. film. Mm-hmm. So he'll be able to go, look, we didn't do this. We didn't do that. We, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get to where you want to go, you better do this, that, and the other. Right. We're good. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if it, we'll see how it works out. Friday at six. Meanwhile, Conley wins again, as we mentioned, 52 to 49 over Salado. So they're in the regional tournament. That's pretty cool that they're in the regional tournament. There's a lot of games being played tonight. A lot of games on both the boys and the girls' side. Boys are up and running. I saw where Lorena got a nice win over Grosbeck. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're headed down the, the backstretch on the girls' side. Uh, Fairfield plays Malakoff tonight. Fairfield, by the way, is 34-2. and two. One of those two was to La Vega. Yes, it was. So, uh, and then Mejia and Rice played tonight in Corsicana. That one, I mean, so you could have a couple of teams from the same district mm-hmm. in, uh, it, it headed into the, into the regional tournament. So, uh, there you go. There, and that's just some of the games that were, that were played. And again, a ton of basketball going to be played tonight. Uh, in the regional quarterfinal round on the girls' side and by district round on the boys' side. So uh, look forward to that uh, as we, you know, by district, for example, in 4A, you got La Vega and Lampasas, Gatesville and Georgetown, China Spring and Marble Falls all playing tonight. Conley defeated Gerald already last night, 69 to 54. So, and Conley's going to play the winner of uh, Maynard New Tech and Houston Leland Prep. So that game, you know, they'll play that game tonight, and then Conley will uh, will get the winner of that one. Uh, a lot of games uh, in in the in the three A ranks: Cameron and Franklin tonight, McGregor and Mahia tonight. That game, by the way, is over at University High School. If you want to get over there and watch that one, Whitney defeated Mildred. Lorena defeated Grosbeck. Academy's a winner over Fairfield. Uh, so area round games with Lorena beating Grosbeck earlier to uh, last night. Lorena will now play the winner of Scurry, Ross, or May Peril. They play tonight. Whitney will play the winner of Cameron, uh, the Cameron Yeoman and Franklin game being played, uh, I, b- I believe. Well, that'll be Thursday or Friday, somewhere along in there. So, I, 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 you know, winners in by district uh, included Lipan over Valley Mills, Crawford over Hubbard. There's several games coming up tonight uh, in, in, in two ways. So uh, we're off and running. With boys uh, basketball getting started and the girls headed down the down to the uh, regional quarterfinals, moving into the regional tournament. Regional tournament again for La Vega and for Conley will be in Bryan at Bryan High School, six and eight on Friday, and then the winners will play Saturday at one. Is that correct? Yes, that one is o'clock. correct. So, and if you win it at one on Saturday, you are headed to San Antonio mm-hmm. for the state tournament and the semifinals. So you're that close. Which will be Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So Friday afternoon and Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. Is what what the schedule is. So good stuff. All right. So La Vega gets the win. And uh, they, are, they defeat Marble Falls 67 to 33. Here's what we got for you today. 
We are going to visit with Shehan J. Araja. We'll talk some uh, football and basketball with him. John Morris will preview tonight's Kansas State game. Uh, Baylor and Kansas State tonight. Uh, 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock tip. And J-Mo will join us at 8 o'clock. And Bob Stoops, the former Oklahoma head coach and now the head coach of the Arlington Renegades of the XFL, will be on the show at 8.30 this morning. They get ready to go on the road for their first road trip, taking on Houston this weekend. Then the following weekend, they're back home to take on Orlando, the only non-Texas team in the division. So uh, that's what's coming up for for the program today. Look forward to that. I, I think it'll be fun to uh, to visit with Coach Stoops, get his impression of his first game with uh, with the XFL and the Arlington Renegades, and you know how the stadium played, how the baseball ballpark <laughs> played as a football stadium, and get his thoughts on that. Uh, and so we'll do that around. 8.30. Remember, anything that you want to uh, to join us, you can certainly do so. Our, our uh, text line, our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. And uh, if you missed anything from yesterday's show or uh, the uh, John Moore show or the Matt Mosley program from yesterday, you can go to our website, and uh, it's it's there in the podcast and that, of course, is SyntechSportsFan.com, SyntechSportsFan.com. And by the way, if you happen to be out of listening range and you want to, this weekend and you want to catch the La Vega broadcast, you can go there as well. We've got it for you. You can, you can stream the broadcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. See, we're kind of a cool entity. We, 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 we do it over the terrestrial radio and we stream it. It's a novel concept, so... Uh, glad to have you with us. It's a 7-10, 10 minutes after 7 o'clock. This is game time, your first word in sports. We're going to talk some potential rule changes, Ward. I'm going to get your thoughts, and Ron, you can chime in as well. want to get your thoughts on some potential college football rule changes, and we'll get to them next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. John Wilner and John Canzano they got with the commissioner. And by the way, that's prompted me. I've now reached out to the Big 12 to try to get Brett Yormark on. I mean, my gosh, if he's going to be doing Pac-12 podcast, Aaron, <laughs> right? he should be on our show. For goodness sakes, he should be on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship of Baylor. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing 
financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Snake Farm. It's that time of year again. Time for the 53rd annual Oglesby Lions Club Rattlesnake Roundup. Experience fun for the whole family. Kids activities, food, music, vendors of all kinds, and especially rattlers. Demonstrations by the world-renowned snake handler Jackie Bibby. Saturday and Sunday, February 25th and 26th in Oglesby, Texas, off Highway 84 between McGregor and Gatesville. Like them on Facebook and join us for a rattling good time. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Goodfeet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Game Time is brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Your friend in the car business. All right, 714. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, guys. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, let's talk about this a second here. College football executives are considering four changes to shorten college football. As Ward immediately <laughs> starts to shake his head in disgust. <laughs> Do you not agree that the games need to be shortened? No. <laughs> uh, rule changes, which include the the here we go. So this is what this is what they're talking about a, a years long effort in exploring ways to shorten college football games. This is what they're talking about doing. High-ranking college football leaders have been reviewing four specific changes to clock rules, two of which are considered non-controversial, one that has gained wide support, and a fourth that has left some divided. All right, number one rule change they want to do is they they don't want to allow back-to-back timeouts. Ward calls the timeout to Ice Ryan, who's kicking a game-winning field goal. He can call the first timeout, but he can't call a second timeout. You okay with that? No, it's dumb. Okay, so Ward does not want that. I don't care. 
I I think that icing thing is silly anyway. Uh, it just depends on on. I mean, you know, kickers are a different animal. If you can get in their head, that's not a good thing for them. Uh, let's see. The second, no longer having an untimed down at the end of the first or third quarter if you have a defensive penalty. Stupid. Go ahead and do it at the end of the half and the end of the fourth quarter. So that, I mean, how much is that going to affect anything? Zero. One play. So that's what they're talking. Here's where it gets interesting, guys. After a made first down, spot the ball, wind the clock. Just like you do in the NFL. Nope. What do you think? I don't know. I don't I don't think it makes a huge difference, honestly. Well, on I a two-minute drive if your team's driving. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, get, I, I get it. I, I really do get it. I mean, I guess the question is, do we really need to shorten the football game? If we do need to shorten the football game, that's not a bad way to do it. Uh, it isn't. I mean, I don't know how else to do it. Unless you shorten halftime. Hey, there's a thought. Uh, I, I don't know. But that's one. Here's the, here's the one that we're all going to go, hmm. The fourth decision that they're, they're, they're contemplating is after spotting the ball on an incompletion, winding the clock. Nope. These very well could go into effect this fall. This yeah, fall. I, I, I don't like it. It changes the way. Changes everything. The way you met. It, there's no downing the ball. You know, there's no running up and spiking the football. Spike it, set it, and wind the clock. So, it will change how some things are done in, in football. In, now, inside two minutes, yes, it would continue to to stop. The clock would stop. Outside of two minutes, you know, it, it would continue to, to roll. It really would change how offensive coordinators and head coaches approach the game. We'll have to. It'd have to. So, but if it's inside of that two-minute window, then they would, go, they would go ahead and stop the clock. Well, look, college football – does not take that long to play. What is it? About three and a half hours. Um, a televised game. A televised game. Yeah, which okay. most are now. And it's not the game that's taking so long, because I can go to UMHB every Saturday, and we're done in two to two and a half hours. Yeah, media timeouts are the big thing, especially the. That's it. Yeah. So it's not the game that you need to shorten. But that's never going to happen now that the money is involved. So, I mean, every Saturday at that level, you can go and watch a game in two to two and a half hours. The average FBS football game last season was three hours and 21 minutes, an increase from the previous year by about three minutes from 318. And they will tell you that it is not media timeouts. Well, they're wrong because I have proof of it. Television commercials don't impact game time significantly. From 2018 to 2020, games not televised finished only about two minutes sooner than those that were televised. 
according to this study. And well, this is sure. the study that the NCAA <laughs> Rules Committee and all of those fine folks well, are working on. The off NCAA of. are a bunch of bumbling idiots anyway. Well, I'm not going to argue that. It's the worst-run organization out there. Not going to argue that either. But they will tell you that, that television's not it. You know why? Because they want that money from television. Well, sure they do. So outs- They're not going to get in their crawl. High-ranking college football leaders have been reviewing four specific changes to the clock rules. In a third proposal that is garnering wide support, the clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down except inside two minutes in the half and at the end of the game. The clock will continue to run after the incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for play. Wow. I mean, it really would change how the game is, is managed, how the clock is managed by head coaches, offensive coordinators, and, no more and throwing DCs, the ball away. Yeah, yeah, and DCs for that matter. You know, how do you manage your timeouts? Well, you're going to have extra timeouts because you can't call them back-to-back. <laughs> Leave the games alone. We're tweaking them, aren't we? We're constantly trying to find and I, I mean, if you really want to get technical and speed the game up, tell them you can't run a spread offense anymore. Line up in the old eye and let's get after it. Yeah. You can run pro set, mm-hmm. eye, mm-hmm. wishbone. You can even run the veer. <laughs> I mean, you know. Single wing. I mean, if that's your ultimate goal, to get people in and out of the stadium in an hour and 20 minutes. Let's go. And see. Cut halftime out. This this drives me nuts about baseball. It's the one game that does not have a clock. Does now. Yeah, I know. And And the fans at the ballpark were not happy. They were booing that 20-second clock over the weekend. It's dumb. It's, It's. If you don't have the the time. To go to the game, I get it. Don't go. Don't go. I mean, that's it's that simple. To me, that is the cool thing about baseball, is that you may play nine innings in two oh five one day, and you may play it in three twenty five the next. Football. Football is an all day event. It's more than just the game. It's the tailgating. It's it's all of that stuff. It's all the, the the pageantry. So why do we sit there and need to stare at our watches? I mean, if you've got to be someplace, I get it. See ya. But don't wreck it for the rest of us. Do we need fewer snaps? Because they keep they will reference that it's a safety issue. The games are too long. The guys are... Okay, how is that going to make it fewer snaps if it's an incomplete pass and you're running the clock? I mean, they're still going to try to get as many snaps as they can. Yes. I mean, you're going to eliminate... A handful. Yes. A handful. I mean... Fast teams are still going to try to go fast. That's that's exactly right. If you want to go hurry, you're going to go hurry. You're going to figure out a way to do it. Again, I just I'm curious. And, and the clock running does not affect them trying to go NASCAR offense. Just doesn't. They don't run the NASCAR offense because the clock is stopped. 
they're trying to get as many snaps as they can. So they don't care if the clock has stopped or not. Well, and you know, you, you know, the pressure is now going to go on the official because on an incomplete fat pass, the official could kind of catch his breath and spot the football and all that stuff. Now on an incomplete pass, they got to get that thing spotted just like on a completed pass. They've got they've got to go into their little NASCAR mode and and get the football spotted so the team can well no not inside two minutes they don't inside two minutes yeah but I mean still outside of two minutes NASCAR offenses are on the line waiting on them anyway yeah so that's not gonna and they're holding them up (laughs) and they're trying to hold them up sometimes yeah so that has nothing to do with it they're gonna get the snaps in well I I knew that we would have an opinion it's dumb that's my opinion. On all four. You, you want all four thrown to the, yeah. to the side. Yes. Well, and Justin has a great point. A great point. If it's about this, he said, why not just reduce it? Why not just lower the clock and keep it the same? In other words, go to go, a go go to 12 a, minutes. Go to a 12 minute. Yeah. Instead of 15 or whatever the case may be. You know, what, you know if, you, if you need to reduce it, Leave the game alone and just reduce the length of the quarter. How about just leave the game alone? Well, there you go. I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> just, But I'm afraid it's coming. I mean, they're talking about implementing this as early as this fall. So we shall see. All right. It is a 725. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We'll get Shahan's opinion on this and – I want to talk to Shahan a little bit about the Pac-12. Is the Pac-12 in trouble? I mean, are they really, really in trouble? Could they? Could that league be in in jeopardy? We'll talk to Shahan Jayaraja from CBS Sports next on ESPN Central Texas. Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday evening at Baylor Ballpark hosting Houston Christian. 6.15 for the warm-up show. 6.30 first pitch for the Bears and the Huskies Tuesday at Baylor Ballpark. This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball. ESPN Central Texas. Want options? The best selection in Central Texas is at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2022 Ram 1500 quad cab with 0% for 72 months or Ram 1500 crew cab with 1.9% for 72 months on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramies, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab with values up to $8,250 plus an extra $500 to first responders. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. 
La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed lighters, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bare spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 80. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. La Vega continues to roll through the high school girls basketball postseason with a 63-33 win over Marble Falls. Conley was also a winner last night, 52-49 over Salado. The MCC women and men won on the road last night at Temple. Bill Brock's High Lassies ran their season record to 23-3 with an 86-58 victory. Kevin Gill's Highlanders won 76-68 to move their season mark to 22-5. Baylor men's basketball is on the road at Kansas State. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor baseball, meanwhile, at home tonight against Houston Christian. That game can be heard on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to game time online at CentexSportsFan.com. All right, 7.30, this is game time. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, Ted Teague and his group. All right, uh, let's see. What do we got going on here? Oh, let's talk some college football. Let's do it with Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Shehan, good morning. Let's let's begin with – well, we just did it in our, last, in our last segment. We talked about the potential rule changes. I want to get your thoughts on, on, these, uh, on these potential – Rule changes involving the clock. What? Just your overall thoughts on these on these four potential rule changes? 
Yeah, I think they're kind of a mixed bag. I understand the uh, the desire to kind of speed up the game, and I think that there is merit to it. You know, when I talk to people who are maybe more co- casual college football fans, uh, you know, the length and pace of the game, I think, is one of the biggest complaints that I hear, especially well, relative to the NFL. I mean, and, 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 and I'm not and I'm not trying to be argumentative, but why? I mean, because they're young and they have no attention span. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the amount of stoppages. I think. It's the amount of uh, it's the time that the game slows down. It's when it bleeds over. And and the thing is too, right? I mean, I think that there's a difference between being an individual going to the game versus somebody sitting at home or somebody uh, even you know watching multiple games because it really starts to add up. We have seen over the course of the last couple of years that games have gotten about 15 to 20 minutes longer. And I think that you do feel it. I, I think that you do feel it when you're watching uh, these games, but. I think that, uh, you know, looking at these four rule changes, the first two that were proposed, I mean, I, I think are negligible. One is essentially uh, getting rid of the ice and the kickers rule. You can't call multiple timeouts back to back. I mean, that's, that's a nothing burger rule to me. I, I don't think that that changes much of anything. Uh, and the other one uh, probably changes even less, which is uh, the first and third quarter would be allowed to end uh, on a defensive penalty, which right now it would result in untimed down at the end of the, the period. Well, the, in, in the future, it would just roll over potentially to the second or fourth quarter, which again, I think probably affects. Yeah. You see that once a year, out. maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that those are, are relatively nothing rules. Uh, and I'm kind of split on the other two. So, so the first one, I think that I am more in favor of, which is uh keeping the clock running on first downs, except within the last two minutes uh, of the half and, and end of game period. And, you know, look, that's obviously a difference between college football and the NFL. I, I think that that is a big contributor of sort of slowing down the pace of the game, knowing that, you know, you have time, knowing that you can kind of take your time getting down the field. Uh, and for me, it's less that I think that the actual time period matters that much. And it's more, I think that it just, pushes teams to to get moving a little more. Because I think that in college football versus the NFL, you see a lot more sort of lollygagging. You see a lot more sort of uh, taking your time getting ready in between plays because you're in no rush. The clock is stopped. And so, you know, so for me, I, I think that I can see some merit in that one. The last one that, that I think has been really controversial and, and that I disagree with would be to keep the clock running after it's spotted on incompletions. And that's obviously just a fundamentally different sort of, sort of a, you know, almost game shift. Uh, if we were to have that, you know, one of the things that I think that, uh, that the current role where obviously incompletions end in the clock stopping is that it puts a premium on being able to run the ball. And I think that in some ways, uh, keeping the clock running with uh, passing plays in some ways, I think you would argue uh, is almost giving in to, to passing as being the primary mode of offense in college football, because, you know, at the end of games, you got to run out the clock. You got to, you know, you got to be able to, to be versatile and ground and pound. And that would kind of take that away to some extent, because if you are trying to run out clock, passing it versus rushing, it would not necessarily, uh, you know, provide one benefit over the other. So, I think I'm uh, against that rule. I think that, that would be too much. I think that would take away too much of the game. But, you know, I, I am willing to listen a little bit more on the first down rule. Jayhan, how ready is Texas and OU to step inside that SEC ring right off the bat? 
Ooh, I mean, I, I think that it's not the best situation right now. And obviously they have one more year in the big 12. They're going to be entering in 2024 into the FCC after a new agreement uh, j- just in the last week. And I, I think that, you know, look right now, both of these programs are in a very difficult position. Now, Texas, funnily enough, from their program perspective, is probably looking a little better and feeling a little better right this moment. You know, obviously they're heading into year three of the Steve Sarkeesian era. They've had a number of, of top five type classes. They obviously have Arch Manning coming in, who is expected to kind of be the quarterback to lead them into the SEC in 2024. And so I do think that they feel like, you know, things are aligning for us. They had that great offensive line recruiting class because of, uh, you know, some, some NIL dealings last year. And I think that's going to play a big role, especially when somebody like Kelvin Banks, who's a great offensive tackle, is a, is a third-year player for them. So I, I think that relative to their program, I think that Texas is probably doing a, a little better. Oklahoma, you know, this is probably the biggest mess they've been in in 25 years. It, you know, everything that Oklahoma went through last year kept being uh, kept being said with the added caveat of worse since 1998, the year before Bob Stoops was hired. You know, first losing record since 1998, first losing record in conference since 1998. It, it was pretty unbelievable what uh, what they kind of went through this past year and. You know, look, I think that Brent Venables obviously has a lot of questions to answer. He also brought in a top five class last year. He, he brought in a good transfer class as well. And so now I think that uh, they're going to need to show results right now in 2023. I mean, the reality is if both of these teams don't have good seasons in 2023, then I would consider them limping into the SEC. And certainly that's not how you want to enter. Shahan, there's a, an article by your colleague Dennis Dodd talking about the Pac-12. In your opinion, is the Pac-12 in trouble? I don't think they're at that point yet. You know, obviously, obviously Dennis is very plugged in, and, and I'm sure that you know it came from somewhere. But for me, I I just don't think that they're looking to the future right this second because the reality is. Uh, you know, there are 10 teams remaining in the Pac-12. They're certainly looking at expansion right now with San Diego State and SMU and a couple other schools. But the big thing is Oregon and Washington, I think, have no interest in playing in the Big 12, which is fair. I mean, you know, do you want to play in a conference that obviously uh, w- would kind of fly you to, to UCF in Orlando and West Virginia? I mean, I understand they're, they're hesitant to play in the Big 12. And if Oregon and Washington don't have a pathway to the Big 10 – then I, I don't think that they're in any rush to leave anywhere. And and I think that you look at everybody else, the reality is for those 10 schools, the money is going to probably be about the same or maybe a little less than what the Big 12 uh, is going to be making whenever the contract does come to fruition. But, it, it, you know, there is value to being a part of a regional conference, to, to being part of a West Coast-based conference if you're a West Coast school. You know, I, I, think, I think that if – for example, the four corner schools were to make a decision and leave for the Big 12. Uh, I, I think that it would be because the conference is falling apart. I don't think that they do it so the conference would fall apart because I think that everybody there would rather at this point be a member of the Pac-12 than be a member anywhere else until uh, you know one of these super conferences become available. And I don't think that's going to be coming anytime soon. So I, I don't think this is going to be an issue for quite a while. It, look, by the time that 2029 rolls around and the Big 12 contract, or, or sorry, I think it's 2031 comes around and the Big 12 contract comes up again. And, you know, 2036 when the ACC contract 
uh, kind of comes up, which I think might be a little bit uh, of a doomsday in college football. Just, uh, you know, we'll kind of have to see what happens then. You know, up until then, I, I just don't necessarily think that there's going to be ultimate value for the Pac-12 and, and for any of those schools to maybe leave for another conference. Is is the Pac-12, do they have a do they have a timeline? I mean, to get a to get a media deal done. I mean, is there like a, a drop dead time that they've just flat got to get this accomplished? Well, I mean, th- their deal is up in 2024, so they have to get this done in the next couple months to within a year. Uh, it, I mean, like the the drop dead date would be like if they don't have it done until basically you know, probably within the next couple of months, because you do need some time to actually get the contract together, especially if you're moving providers, if you're not just re-upping with, uh, with ESPN and Fox. But, you know, I, I think that they did not expect it to drag out this long. Obviously, I think that the Big 12 beating them to market has been a, a really detrimental thing for the, their conference and for their negotiations. So, I mean, I think the reality is, you know, they're they're in a difficult position when it comes to negotiations. Eventually, I do think it's going to get done. It's probably going to get done at a lower dollar figure than anybody in that 10-team conference wants. But uh, but I do think that they do get something done. So it'll be kind of interesting. I mean, the reality is they're facing multiple different market forces. Because remember, it, it's not just obviously, uh, you know, that ESPN and Fox and whoever else is bidding for them. It's also that, you know, it, with Disney, we've seen that, uh, that they're down a little bit from a stock perspective. We've seen mass layoffs at a lot of these tech companies. And I think that George Klyovkov was kind of betting on the idea of Amazon coming in and overpaying or Apple TV Plus coming in and overpaying. Well, right now, while, the, while these entities are going through mass layoffs, I don't necessarily know that that money is going to be there the same way that they thought it was going to be a couple uh, months or even years ago. So they're in a little bit of a difficult position, and I don't know exactly how much leverage they have. And eventually, I do think that they are just going to sign a contract that puts them somewhere in the range uh, of what these other college football conferences are getting. Is the Houston Cougars offense and Dana Holgerson heading for disaster by not hiring an O.C.? Yeah, I mean, look, Dana Holgerson has called a lot of his offenses over the years, um, you know, dating back to his time at West Virginia. In fact, you know, there, there are plenty of, uh, of coaches and assistants under Dana Holgerson who left because they knew that they wouldn't necessarily get that, uh, that fair chance to be able to come in and call plays unless they did leave. And so, you know, does that make it better or worse? I, I don't know. But, I mean, Dana Holgerson is a great play caller. He's had success there over the years. I will say I, I feel like we are moving as a sport away from the head coach just being this primary play caller. I, I think that we are moving towards different teams kind of, uh, uh, you know, being or these coaches kind of being more CEO type roles. We even see potentially Ryan Day considering moving away from a play calling role and handing over the keys to Brian Hartline. Uh, so, you know, it, it's certainly unusual. It's certainly something that I would encourage him not to do full time, uh, you know, and maybe long term at Houston, try to figure out a solution or find some people that you trust. But, you know, look, Shannon Dawson has been with uh, Dana Holgerson for a long time, and he just left to take the offensive coordinator job at Miami. And so I, I do think that ultimately, if this is a transition thing, I don't have a huge issue with it. If this is kind of the plan long term, I'd probably ask him to consider some options. What uh, what is Ken Wisenhunt going to bring to the Alabama staff? Yeah, I mean, I think that look, you have Tommy Reese coming in as offensive coordinator, and Tommy Reese is a 
relatively inexperienced coach who obviously has had some success and I think did a pretty nice job with the limitations that Notre Dame had, especially in 2022. But you get some experience in the room with somebody like Ken Wisenhunt. And one of the things that uh, that certainly you look at with Nick Saban at Alabama is, you know, they have such a strong support staff structure. And, uh, you know, it's not just necessarily that these guys are here, but they're, you know, they're there to provide experience. They're there to fill holes. They're there to be able to uh, to, to kind of lend a hand to even the, the assistant coaches that are on staff. And I think that's one of the reasons that you have – such consistent success from an assistant coaching perspective at Alabama. So uh, I I like the decision to kind of uh, diversify that offensive staff a little bit. And I do think that his presence is going to be pretty valuable just to give uh, Tommy Reese a fresh set of eyes. With, with Baylor hiring a new DC, do you, do you anticipate this, this defense looking a whole lot different than it has in the last couple of years? I don't really. I mean, remember, uh, Matt Pallage spent time under Dave Aranda, uh, you know, when he first came through here. And I think that, um, you know, look, obviously Ron Roberts got some ability to uh, to kind of put his own mark on the defense. But the reality is when you have a coach like Dave Aranda, I think that, uh, that his sort of perspective of things uh, hangs over what they do defensively. And so I, I don't expect a ton of difference. I do think we'll see some tweaks. I think that we'll see some modernization. I think that, you know, it, it's always a good thing whenever somebody who uh, who you trust, like Dave Aranda trusts Matt Pallage, co- goes out and maybe gets some experience doing different things. But I think that it's going to be a collaboration defensively with Aranda, with Pallage, and with also some of the other assistants on that staff. So I, I don't think it's necessarily going to look a whole lot different. I, I think that maybe, you know, certainly we'll see some moments where Pallage is able to, to insert his own sort of ideas into things. But but I don't think that it'll look like a fundamentally different system. All right, uh, Shehan, Kansas got a big win last night over TCU and Fort Worth. Uh, as we head down the backstretch, it really is – I think Kansas, Texas, and Baylor, and maybe a fourth in in the mix. How do how do you see this thing playing out over the next couple of weeks, and as we as we kind of finish things up in the regular season? Yeah, well, it's it's definitely going to be a photo finish. I, I felt like Baylor had, uh, you know, if they had been able to pull off that win at Allen Fieldhouse, I think they would have been the team to beat. And obviously, they had the first half that they had, and, and kind of blew it the way that they did. So it's going to be difficult, but the the nice thing for them is that they do get text at home next week uh, on Saturday. And so, you know, you do get an opportunity to make up a full game on Texas if you do beat them. And I think jump them in the standings. The question now is just whether Kansas is going to lose a game because you are behind them right now in the standings. Uh, you know, you need them to lose at least one and you need to take care of business as well. And Baylor has a really, really tough uh, stretch to end the year a bunch of ranked teams in a row including Kansas State tonight of course and so I think that this probably ends with Kansas uh, winning it all I, I do think that Kansas uh, you know just again putting themselves the game up is a huge advantage for them um, but you know I, I think that Baylor still has a chance to get back in the mix and I probably would would lean to Baylor over Texas I think that Baylor is going to beat Texas this weekend so you know if I had to rank them I think that I'd go Kansas one Baylor two Texas three but Again, you know, any given day, any given uh, matchup, and anything can happen. <laughs> In this league, you're exactly right. Hey, what are you working on for CBSSports.com? Yeah, so uh, just finishing up that story on kind of how the transfer portal works. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the main thing right now. You know, this is, this is a little bit of a rest period for us. I'm trying to take full advantage of it. There you go. Hey, Shahan, thanks. We appreciate your time as always. 
Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Shahan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. This is game time. It's 747, 13 now away from 8 o'clock. And we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep brand. Fiat, where you, uh, man, you can kick off uh, the 2023 year with a bang. Hey, you know what? And I think it's still going on, the President's Day sale. Yesterday was President's Day, but they still got the sale going on where you can get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $2,000 and 1.9% for 72 months on second and third row options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Or how about the 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to uh, $3,500 in total values plus an extra $500 for the uh, first responders. That's just some of the great deals going on at Allen Samuels. And again, they've got the, uh, the the Ram trucks, you know, phenomenal vehicle there. And, and uh, you can check out the Ram uh, 1500 crew cabs with all of the packages, the trim packages, the Lone Stars, the uh, the Laramies, and and of course the top of the line Longhorn. They're all available at Allen Samuels. They got a great selection of pre-owned vehicles, and of course an award-winning service department to take care of you. I've told you about the service department before. They've got several people that work in the service department. Their sole job is to take care of you. The one thing you hate when you get your vehicle service is wondering when's my car going to be ready. When's my well, you don't wonder with Alan Samuels' service department. They keep you informed either by phone, text message, whatever you want, uh, email, however you need to, to communicate. They'll do that and keep you apprised of the progress of your vehicle and, and when you can expect it to be uh, to be completed. So, I mean, it's just one of those many features that they do to take care of their customers because they know that their customers really are they're friends. They've been coming back year after year uh, for service and for new vehicles and for pre-owned vehicles. And it's just, it's a little family at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340. That's just down from Highway 84. Uh, you can check out those vehicles at alansamuelsdcj.com. And make sure you say hello to Ted T. Give him a call. 772-1000. 772-1000. It's Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Your friend in the car business. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears headed to Manhattan to take on the Kansas State Wildcats on Tuesday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. It's that time of year again. Time for the 53rd annual Oglesby Lions Club Rattlesnake Roundup. Experience fun for the whole family. Kids' activities, food, music, vendors of all kinds, and especially rattlers. Demonstrations by the world-renowned snake handler Jackie Bibby. Saturday and Sunday, February 25th and 26th in Oglesby, Texas, off Highway 84 between McGregor and Gatesville. Like them on Facebook and join us for a rattling good time. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. 
Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. Everything. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member services rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. La Vega continues to roll through the high school girls basketball postseason with a 63-33 win over Marble Falls. Conley was also a winner last night, 52-49 over Salado. The MCC women and men won on the road last night at Temple. Bill Brock's High Lassies ran their season record to 23-3 with an 86-58 victory. Kevin Gill's Highlanders won 76-68 to move their season mark to 22-5. Baylor men's basketball is on the road at Kansas State. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor baseball, meanwhile, at home tonight against Houston Christian. That game can be heard on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox. Did you know that on this day in 1969, the great Ted Williams signed a five-year contract to manage the Washington Senators, Mm -hmm. a team he managed for five years, even when they moved to Arlington to become the Texas Rangers in 1972. There's a great picture, Ward. Uh, Ted Williams receiving a pair of cowboy boots when they came here. You 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 know you know the one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. So yes, Ted Williams, the Red Sox great, was the first manager of the Texas Rangers. I did not know that. Yeah. Until I saw it. that, that was pretty cool. And on this day in 1970, the Jackson Five made their television debut on American Bandstand. What was your favorite Jackson Five song? I don't know. Mine's ABC. Me too. Love me some Jackson Five. Didn't they, didn't they sing the original Rock and Robin too, or did they recently? No, that was a remake. I that think. was a remake. I like Rock and Robin. It's a good one. Then also, did you know on this day in 1948, NASCAR was officially incorporated? Are you guys big NASCAR fans? I'll watch it. I like. I'm gonna tell you if you've never if you've never gone to a race 
at Texas Motor Speedway. I highly recommend it. The The start of the race and the end of the race may be as exciting as you're going to get. Now, I will fully admit that sometimes in the middle of the race, it kind of gets a little, okay, there's another lap. you know. But the beginning of a race, pretty exhilarating. And, you know, you can listen in. You, you, you wear headsets like we're wearing right now. You can, you can wear headsets and listen to your favorite driver talk to his spotters on the roof and talk to his pit boss in the pits. And I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You can, you That's can, awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, the conversations are, are, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's fun. That's cool. And, and, and it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, you, people talk about hockey all the time where it's different in person. I promise you NASCAR is different in person than it is uh on television. Now, I've gone to IndyCar races as well. Not as exciting as NASCAR, in my opinion. Yeah. Because they get, sp- they get further spread out on the track. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that just the roaring of the engines at the beginning of a NASCAR race is one of the most exciting well, things. It's just wild for those guys to all start, in a, you know, a, a, you know, pretty much dead even and then start jockeying for position those first 15, 20 laps. Oh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. And there's only two racers in NASCAR history that have 100 or more NASCAR Cup Series win. Can you name either one of them? Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon has 93. Does he really? 93. Greatest driver ever, Jeff Gordon. <laughs> See if I can get my NASCAR buddies stirred up. Uh, I don't know, Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Dale Earnhardt Jr. only has 26, I oh. believe. Dale Earnhardt Sr. had 76. Okay, so who are they? David Pearson with 105, and then Richard Petty with 200 wins. How about that? The king. Richard Petty. Number 43, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now you know. know. Oh, okay. So NASCAR was is how we finished up. We finished up with NASCAR. There you go. Are you seriously? Are you a NASCAR guy? I've gone and done remotes at at the track um, from the infield. From the infield, from the oh, building on the see, infield. Uh, well, yeah, okay, done, I've been in the done, building. Done the morning show there several times. Uh, Camp out and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How about that? That sounds fun. It, it, it is fun. Well, I mean, people spend their vacations there. They take a week off and and, mm-hmm. and go do the deal yeah. because there's other races that lead up to it. Yeah, it's 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 a fun time. It is. And I'm telling now, you, I'm not a big NASCAR fan. I couldn't tell you a whole lot about it, but that right? experience is fun. It is. I mean, it really. And I'm telling you, we used to take when Texas Motor Speedway opened this radio station right here. We would take buses of of uh, of listeners up to the race. We, I mean, we'd roll in on you know Sunday morning, go to the race, and roll out there on you know you you had the you had the bus, so you didn't have to mess with fighting the parking and all that stuff. It was good. And I'm telling you, the start of a race is something, man. Because the first one I went to, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Give up my Sunday. And then you get up there and you're going, wow, this is good stuff. All right, uh, 7.58. We're a couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock. John Morris has got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat from Manhattan, Kansas, where tonight the ninth-ranked Baylor Bears take on number 14, Kansas State. That plus Baylor baseball in action again tonight at home coming up on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
off 2023 with a bang at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $2,000 and 1.9% for 72 months on second and third row options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Or how about the 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $3,500 in total values plus an extra $500 to first responders at Allen Samuels in Waco. Baylor Bear Basketball tonight, here on the flagship station for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It is Baylor, Kansas State, part two, coming up tonight inside Bramlage Coliseum here in Manhattan, Kansas. Remember, Kansas State came into the Farrell Center and knocked off the Bears 97-95 in overtime back on January 7th. The rematch tonight in the second meeting between Coach Drew and Coach Tang. We asked Coach Drew if this might make it a little easier being the second go-around. Well, it was even harder because we lost. So, yeah, um, but uh, as far as, uh, uh, I mean, you're so entrenched with your team and what you need to do and how you need to improve. Uh, once the ball's tipped, I mean, it's it's another game. And Coach Tang's done a great job with his team all year. And uh, Keontae Johnson's been a, a, a matchup nightmare for everyone he's faced. And Noel's one of the best point guards in, in, in college basketball. So uh, those two spearhead things. But uh, uh, the rest of their team uh, has, has really helped. And given them minutes, uh, uh, they're starting a different lineup. Uh, last game they beat Iowa State, and they went with uh, Tomlin, the 6'10", real athletic forward, uh, not playing them at the 4 and Keontae at the 3. Now moving Keontae to the 4, Tomlin to the 3. And then uh, going with Desi Sills, and uh, we all remember him because he was at uh, uh, Arkansas when we played him in the Elite Eight. Uh, he's been in college since 1942 mm -hmm. and uh, just a real uh, uh, aggressive player, athletic player, good player. Um, so it's a little more athletic team, and especially on the road, you got to take away transition. So we got to do a great job not turning over, not taking bad shots, getting back, matching up. Uh, you do that, uh, then it's uh, about executing. Scott Drew and the Bears in action tonight against Kansas State. We're on the air at 5.30, tip-off at 6, here on ESPN Central Texas, television tonight on ESPN2. And Baylor baseball in action tonight at Baylor Ballpark, game four of the season. They're hosting Houston Christian at Baylor Ballpark. On the air at 6.15, first pitch at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas, 13.30 a.m. and 93.9 FM tonight. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight with the Bears and the Wildcats and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. 
perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Christie's Burgers in Bellmead is locally owned and operated. With the best taste in old-fashioned burgers on a toasted bun, your taste buds will not go unsatisfied. Don't forget about their delicious chili dog or their tater tots with melted cheese. Christie's has that hometown feeling and friendly service that warms your hearts and not just your tummies. Open Monday through Saturday at 1045 a.m. Call in your order for pickup or dine in. Christie's Burgers in Bellmead. Stop by and get your burger today. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're presented by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we're joined now... From Manhattan, Kansas, by the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. John, good morning. How are we on game day? Guys, doing great. How y'all doing this morning? We're terrific. We appreciate your time. Uh, before we talk about Kansas State, go back and walk us through the Kansas game. And, and how do you think that affects this team moving into tonight's game on such a short turn? They had a, they had a what, a 17-point lead and then uh, end up losing the basketball game. It, it John, it's one thing to get beat, but... To, to have that big lead and then to give up that lead, I, I guess that was a tough one for them to, to, to swallow, so to speak. Yeah, it was tough, but, uh, man, that that's Kansas, and that's Kansas in that building, and that's not making excuses, but they've done that to Baylor before. They've done that to a lot of teams before, and Baylor just played so well in the first half, shot so well, the threes were falling. I think Baylor was 9 of 16 in the first half, and and then as you go back and look at it, uh, either all of Baylor's points or all but two in the first half were by the three guards. And that's almost like, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. is this lead built on a house of cards because it's just those three guys scoring and nobody else. And it, it sort of turned out to be that way because, you know, it just wasn't sustainable for those three guys to, to carry the load for the entire game. And in that building, I got to tell you, uh, Tom, I know you've been there before. You've been inside Allen Fieldhouse. When KU gets rolling, that crowd just picks them up, and it's just a tsunami of, uh, of sound from the fans and the players, you know, just react to that. And it's almost like you just get, get blown over by the um, momentum that the crowd brings and Kansas playing. And that's what happened in the second half. And again, I'm not making excuses. They were the better team for the game overall. But um, uh, then, it, then it's over and you've got to look at the tape. And Baylor did that and, and spent a lot of time on Sunday and Monday looking at that tape. Well, I'll tell you, on Sunday they looked at that tape and then it was over. And then it was on to Kansas State yesterday. And this is uh, another huge game coming up tonight. Sometimes a quick turnaround is just what the doctor ordered. They get that for Kansas State uh, and being able to kind of put that one behind them very, very quickly or forced to. But that's a good thing, John. If, if you look at this down the stretch, how important is it for the Bears to take it 
one game at a time, one possession at a time to try to just stay the course throughout the regular season. Sure. No, I think it's huge, Ward, and uh, this is a huge game tonight. So beginning Saturday, Baylor had five games remaining. Everybody in the league had five games remaining, and the prevailing thought was if somebody in that upper echelon, Baylor, Texas, Kansas, uh, went 5-0, and they were going to win the league. And, well, obviously, because they were tied for the lead. All three of them were. But if somebody went 4-1, and they would most likely win the league. And now Baylor has that one loss. So not that they're looking to go 4-0 and tonight, but this is the start of those last four. So this is a huge, huge game this evening for the Bears to stay in that hunt for a conference championship. Yeah, Kansas got the win last night over TCU, so they got a game-and-a-half lead going into tonight I was looking at this game John from a from a the perspective that Baylor is a, has got a game lead over Kansas State but Kansas State beat Baylor and Waco so if Kansas State wins tonight then they've got the tiebreaker against Baylor so it, it really is a huge game from that perspective as well yeah, no question, and and that's the other side of this. You know, when you play in the Big 12, you play everybody home and away, yep. and uh, you just don't want to get swept. So when you lose to a team the first go-around, uh, you have, I, I guess, that added motivation when you play them the second time, and I know Baylor has great motivation tonight. Uh, that game in Waco was 97-95 in overtime back on January 7th, and uh, they just didn't, Baylor didn't do things very well defensively uh, and this is a much better defensive team now than it was then and it's you know coach Tang on the opposite sideline so there's no shortage of motivation for this game tonight what do they have to do in this game tonight as far as offensively for the Bears to be successful in your mind Offensively, uh, I would say, you know, those guards, you know, have to, to carry their weight and what they're doing. Uh, it's interesting. Most games we go into, you know, this time of year, Baylor's got those three guards that are all among the top 11 scoring in the Big 12. Okay. So three guys in the top 11. And most teams we play don't, can't match that, you know, don't have one or two or three guys up that high. Well, it's different tonight because uh, the guard Marquise Noel for Kansas State is the leading scorer in the league in conference games. And uh, Keontae Johnson, the forward, is the second lead. No, the third leading scorer in the league at 17 and a half points a game. So they've actually got two guys scoring more than Baylor has, uh, you know, Keontae George for Baylor is the fourth leading scorer in the league in Big 12 games. So they've got two guys higher scoring than anybody Baylor has. So you would think, you know, pretty offensive game. That first one was 97-95. But I think it'll be – I think there'll be plenty of offense in this game by both teams. And it will probably come down to stops and transition defense. I think it comes down to defense and rebounding, which most, most games really do. John – you mentioned the first game, uh, and Coach Tang was honored, and rightfully so. And, and there was a lot of things that were involved in that game that were non-basketball related for obvious reasons. How is it tonight with Baylor on the road instead of hosting Coach Tang? Uh, you know, I think it's still tough because there's still all that history, you know, and that, mm -hmm. that history doesn't get wiped away because of one meeting. But uh, being on the road, I, I almost think – 
I, I think here's an advantage for Baylor tonight, and it'll be a uh, it's a sold out crowd at Bramlage Coliseum. Their students are pretty rabid, so it's going to be the second straight game for Baylor in front of a really tough crowd. But for Baylor, uh, you know, we left Friday, left Waco Friday, played Kansas Saturday, and then Saturday night came straight over here to Manhattan, didn't come home. And so they have been here as a team uh, since here in Manhattan since Saturday night. So Saturday night, all day Sunday, all day Monday, all day today leading up to the game. And I, I think that's a plus. I think, uh, you know, you just get the team together, you know, the bonding uh, factor when you're on the road and you can circle up and all your attention is devoted to, you know, the next game and what's coming up next and getting better. Uh, I, I just think that'll be a plus going in tonight. You know, there's always going to be now the, uh, the Jerome Tang, Scott Drew factor in the game. Uh, and I asked Coach Drew that for pregame, is it less the second meeting? And his quick response was no, uh, because they beat us <laughs> the first game. <laughs> so I think it's always going to be there. But, you know, once the ball's tipped off, it's just two good teams squaring off. John, who do you feel has the advantage from the bench tonight? Uh, I would say Baylor. I think Baylor's got a deeper bench. I think we've got guys that can bring in, you know, there's the top three guards, but then you bring Langston Love off the bench and he could be a real factor in the game. Uh, and then just the X factor, you know, Jonathan Chumwa Chachua being available for Baylor now and playing more and more minutes. And I think getting more and more comfortable out there, I, I think that's a huge addition to this team late in the season. Uh, and, and I'm not sure any other team can match that, you know, adding a guy like him to their roster uh, this late in the season. So I would think, uh, now, K-State uh, has, I'm looking at their roster right now, and everybody I've got on the score sheet is probably going to play. So that means they're not afraid to go deep into their roster either. Uh, and David Gasson is back. He didn't play against Baylor the first go-around. Um, so he's available, a 6'9 uh, forward for Kansas State. But overall, I think Baylor's got uh, a little more depth, and hopefully that'll be a factor. John, we, and I talked to Pat about this last week. We've seen Baylor go small, and now that Jonathan Chamwa Chachua is is back, could you see Baylor go big? Yes, but I haven't seen it much in practice, and I haven't heard the coaches talk that much about it. You're talking like Flo and John on the floor together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I think they could. I just haven't seen many sets where where they've worked on that. So. Uh, I mean, they absolutely could, or you could throw Josh in the mm -hmm. mix also. And you got those three bigs that maybe you could put two out there at the same time. So I don't know, maybe in a certain situation you could do that. I guess you would do that against a team that has really good size. Uh, Kansas State isn't really that team, although they've got Tomlin, who's 6'10", and Egiola, who's 6'10", also. Maybe if, maybe if both those guys get on the floor together for K-State, maybe you sort of have to match that size. All right, you 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 talked about Lawrence and 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 how how festive <laughs> the crowd can get in in Lawrence. Yeah. What, what about what about Manhattan? Uh, what what will that crowd be like tonight? Well, they're going to be uh, they're going to be rabid, and they love Coach Tang, and we all understand that. And he has energized this fan base. Uh, we were talking last night at dinner. We remember last year's game here where the students turned out pretty well, 
but there were a bunch of empty seats, people that were just disenchanted with the program under Bruce Weber and just weren't coming to games. So that has turned around completely. So it'll be a a great home court advantage. It's sold out. Uh, So it'll be tough, but Baylor's, you know, played in those environments as recently as Saturday. So I think they'll be able to handle that well. You just got to keep, you know, you got to keep transition buckets to a minimum, you know, where there's a turnover, a live ball turnover, turns directly to points, and the crowd really gets going. So you just got to avoid that. You know what you have to do, you know, to Mm -hmm. kind of keep the crowd on their seats as much as possible. Final thought for you. Uh, One of the things that this team has done well is they've responded off of a loss, and that's what they're looking at tonight. Yes, and that's a good sign. You know, remember in non-conference when they went to Milwaukee Mm -hmm. and just had their hats handed to them by Marquette. I mean, it was bad. And it was uh, there was a similarity there in that that was a two-game road trip also. You know, we went to Milwaukee, lost to Marquette, stayed in Milwaukee that night. Next day, flew to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and then played on – and that was a Tuesday – and then played Gonzaga on a Friday – so there's some similarities to me in that trip and this trip. Uh, lost the first game of this trip also, and the way Baylor responded the next game and beat Gonzaga was just huge. So I'm hoping for uh, somewhat of a repeat of that coming up tonight. All right. We appreciate it. 5.30 for the pregame. We'll tip it at 6. John, thanks. Have a great call tonight. You guys are great. I appreciate you having me on. Have a great day. See you later. That's John Morris, the voice of the Bears. You hear John every day, 3 to 4, right here on ESPN Central Texas. And Huey and Pat Nunley will have the call of the Bears in Kansas State tonight right here on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 8-15, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. 68 and 94 last year, talking about the Rangers. What is a realistic goal for this year? 75 wins or a winning season? If they're not in the American League West race and winning the championship, it's a bad year. They're not going to win the championship. And if they do, would you like to repeat what you just told Ryan and I? I didn't. I mean, if they win 100 games. Yes, 100 games. I'll run down Bagby naked. They ain't going to do it. <laughs> Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. 
so windows direct. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, take 20. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in a few minutes, Bob Stoops will join us on the program. We'll talk some XFL and some uh, Arlington Renegades football. They won their opener last weekend. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, right now, we welcome into the program. <laughs> can't help it. He just leaves that pause. Like, what am I supposed to do? I can't even finish. <laughs> You're fine. Thanks, boys. Stephanie <laughs> from Sales. I'm here. From Good the morning. Sales Department. <laughs> yeah. The Department of Sales. I'm from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All hey. right. What do you got for us? It's Fat Tuesday. Yeah. I'm going to be out and about today and okay. this afternoon. All right. Four to six at Fish City Grill. Come by and see us. You coming? I might. I might. Matt you, don't Mosley, like, you don't like seafood, but. Matt Mosley will be there broadcasting live. That's right. I'll be there too. So come by. What are you going to be doing? Whatever it is I do. <laughs> That's a scary thought. <laughs> you know, shaking the hands of people, kissing the babies, hugging the grandmas, that type of thing. So, so I was on the Googles, and I came across the story, and I was like, wait, what? So you know the Guinness World Book of Records, right? Yes. There is a man named George Hood. He is 62 years old. He's a former U.S. Marine and a former DEA special agent, which makes him pretty bad, right? He 
holds the record for holding a plank for 10 hours and 10 minutes. Do you even know what a a what a plank? Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. It strengthens your core. For those out there that are listening that don't know, you get on your elbows. Well, I know Captain Hook walked one. (laughs) Wait, wasn't that uh, what was his name? Not Robin Hood, but not Popeye. Who was it? Peter what? Pan. It was Peter Pan. She oh. went from <laughs> she, Popeye. She went from Robin Hood Popeye. to Popeye. Well, didn't Olive Oil walk a plank because of the big muscle dude? Brutus. Brutus. Yes. It's Brutus. I only I didn't watch that one much because it scared me. I just knew I was supposed to eat my spinach, but then I was afraid if I ate my spinach, I'd be big as Brutus. Brutus didn't eat the spinach. No, he oh, was yeah, just Popeye that white. Did. Popeye did to get strong to, to beat him up. Anyways, eat more spinach. Take care of Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea? Is that her name? No. No. Sweet Pea. Baby. Oh, they had a baby? I so didn't pay attention. Anyways. So anyway, George Hood. How do you not know Popeye? (laughs) I did from eating spinach. Right? Right. Right. Okay. It's a great cartoon. I don't know about great. I don't. (laughs) Oh, I loved it. I like Tom and Jerry myself. Anyways, 62 years old. He held a plank for 10 hours and 10 minutes. He trained for this for a very long time, obviously. He underwent several training camps and fitness regiments, which include, are you ready for this? 674,000 sit-ups. What? 270,000 push-ups. And in all, he did around 2,100 hours of planking. I would like to see Tom hold a plank. Now, I can hold one for a minute, maybe a minute and a half. But I'd rather hold a fork. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. But they're hard to do, you know, and we should do it because, you know, it strengthens your core. And if you have back problems, it helps. And, you know, I, you all know I work out. And so I throw those in my workout routine. And the longest I've ever literally been able to hold one is maybe a minute, maybe a minute and a half. But for 10 hours? No. How is that humanly impossible? How it is, is impossible. How is that humanly impossible? I mean, possible. Oh. It, it, well, for me, it's impossible. So, you know, I just double-checked my story to make sure this wasn't fake news like Grandma swimming across the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it, it's real, isn't it, Ryan? He's, He's doing I'm it. Look, I'm looking at it. He's doing it. I mean, he has doctors and trainers around him, and he it looks like he's holding a belt of some sort around his waist. I don't know if that's to give support, but... I mean, after a minute and a half of me holding one, I'm shaking. So I can't imagine. It, I guess it's like mind over matter. Oh, yeah. probably. But he's looking at his cell phone. He's looking at Facebook. <laughs> he's he watching Netflix. He's on the Googles. I mean, you know. he, he does have his phone in his hand. He does. <laughs> yeah. But one guy in 2016 from China named Mayo something, I can't pronounce his last name, he actually beat his record. Um, and then George came back and that so i don't know i don't understand and i found out that if you like win the world what is it guinness book of records or whatever you don't get any money so i don't see what the point is i guess just to hold a title to hold a world record yeah well i'm gonna be the first female camel rider i can tell you that <laughs> i hold I a fork for 11 hours be the first camel rider if i want to race to win maybe i'd be a female a female camel you don't rider. think there's any female camel jockeys maybe Corey says, man, oh, I, gosh. Here comes Corey. <laughs> I missed the big balloon championship talk yesterday. Let's see what we have on store for today. 
Planking. Like well, planking, it's Corey. planking, Corey. Corey well, does. He works out. So, I mean, you sh- yeah, let's he all works try. out a lot. Yep. And he knows what it is. So, I bet if, you know, I, I don't even think he could hold it for 10 hours. That's hard, man. That's like commitment. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Okay. Well, there right. you go. But I thought that was a cool story. And he's 62. And he doesn't look like he's 62. Does he, Ryan? He does not. He is jacked. He is jacked for 62. I mean, when I'm 62, I'll probably be falling apart. So I'm hmm. already falling apart. Bad knees. <laughs> bad hips. I'm not touching bad. it. Okay. <laughs> and hey, today is Fat Tuesday. It is. I'm not sure what that means. But I think you're supposed to eat a lot. I know they celebrated in New Orleans, so I don't know. But come by Fish City Grill. Come on by. Yeah, it's a big party. Big it is party a big in New party Orleans down there. Tonight. So isn't it like right before Ash Wednesday's tomorrow? Yes. And it's, Always it's the, day it's the before. start of Mardi Gras. Okay. How long does Mardi Gras last? And it's 48 days until Easter. And that's how long it lasts. So we're supposed to give something I up, I guess, right? I mean, Not for yes. Mardi Gras. Not for Mardi Gras. No, for, for Lent. Lent. For Lent. Okay, what are we giving up? I tell you what, I, you don't. Nothing. I, I'm giving up <laughs> snow skiing. That's a good one. And you don't even snow ski. There, you don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I could give up. I'm giving up cheese rolling. Cheese rolling. That's a good one. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give up. I don't know what I'm gonna give up. But I'll right. give up something. <laughs> it's a twenty-seven. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. The John Moore Show. Ian Eagle and our guest, Bill Raftery, doing the game for CBS on Saturday. Yeah, it, it is good. That, you know, Big 12 is just, you know, rock'em, sock'em, uh, talent-laden, and a nightmare, I think, for coaches. I mean, you got to win at home, and boy, if you can scratch one on the road, boy, you've really done a heck of a job. John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Want options? The best selection in Central Texas is at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2022 Ram 1500 quad cab with 0% for 72 months or Ram 1500 crew cab with 1.9% for 72 months on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramies, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab with values up to $8,250 plus an extra $500 to first responders. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. 
Christie's Burgers in Bellmead is locally owned and operated. With the best taste in old-fashioned burgers on a toasted bun, your taste buds will not go unsatisfied. Don't forget about their delicious chili dog or their tater tots with melted cheese. Christie's has that hometown feeling and friendly service that warms your hearts and not just your tummies. Open Monday through Saturday at 10.45 a.m. Call in your order for pickup or dine in. Christie's Burgers in Bellmead. Stop by and get your burger today. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. La Vega continues to roll through the high school girls basketball postseason with a 63-33 win over Marble Falls. Conley was also a winner last night, 52-49 over Salado. Scott Drew has taken his Baylor men's basketball team to Manhattan, Kansas for a 6 o'clock tip-off against Kansas State. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. The MCC women and men won on the road last night at Temple. Bill Brock's High Lassies ran their season record to 23-3 with an 86-58 victory. Kevin Gill's Highlanders won 76-68 to move their season mark to 22-5. Baylor baseball is at home tonight hosting Houston Christian. First pitch is at 6.30, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, it's 31. This is game time. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us as we move through this Tuesday. Don't forget we have basketball coming up tonight, Baylor and Kansas State. Baylor baseball is over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas tonight. Hey, let's talk some XFL football. Let's welcome into the program the uh, head coach of the Arlington Renegades, Coach Bob Stoops. Coach, first of all, thanks for your time. Good morning. Talk a little bit about just being back on the sideline and having some fun uh, this past weekend coaching your football team. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I've always loved being on the field and football and and, uh, you know, it's a real joy working with these older players who understand football so well. They pick it up quickly. You know, just a lot of fun to be around, and, and they love the game. So it was, uh, it was fun to be back out there Saturday, and fortunately we had a, fortunately we had a big second half and won. So um, it's great. We go travel down to Houston uh, this weekend to play on Sunday. Coach, third downs on the both sides of the ball were a problem for you in the first half. You got that turned around in the second half. How did you guys get, guys get that turned around in the second half with those adjustments? You know what? Adjustments are overrated. Uh, in a 10-minute halftime, you're not making a whole lot of adjustments. You just played better. You know, the stuff we had early on in the first drive we gave up on defense, we, we filed up some coverages, and they took advantage of it, and scored in the second half we didn't do that we stayed where we we're supposed to be and played better and then offensively you know we made enough plays to get three field goals but couldn't finish drives and uh, couldn't pick up third and short couldn't pick up short yardage on the goal line so 
we got to be more physical and be able to run in some of those situations. And we didn't the other day, but fortunately we had a couple of defensive touchdowns to go with, you know, nine points, uh, three field goals. So when you get into the flow of the game, like, like Saturday, do you pay attention to the way the, the, the presentation is by ESPN in ABC with, with all of the live hot mics, does, does that cross your mind at all? Or are you just coaching football? Yeah, you just forget about it. You don't realize it. And, and uh, after a few plays, when I realize after the game, I'm like, oh, geez, I hope I hope they have a delay on that switch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm trying, you're trying not to, but occasionally something happens and it just, that's just your first reaction. And, uh, and you're not thinking about it when you're out there, you know, working and, trying to work the game coach the the different rules that that are in this game what are your what's your favorite change in the game that that you feel is good for the game uh probably the two i like the most um i would say the extra points make it a lot more interesting uh and less predictable for everybody you know if Mm -hmm. it's kicking an extra point and then uh and then probably the kickoff because the kickoffs are they're returned more often. Uh, like our our returns are about eighty to eighty five percent, and then probably NFL and college it's probably seventy seventy five percent not returned because it goes out of the end zone or fair catch. So anyhow, you know, and so they have a commercial ahead of the kickoff in college and the NFL, and then he waves a fair catch or or kicks out of the end zone, then they have another commercial. <laughs> so, you know, there's ours, there's action, you know, on those extra points. There is consideration in the college game to continue to run the clock on an incompletion, which is certainly a rule in the XFL. Did you notice Saturday that that made the game different in any way other than the clock continued to run? Well, it makes it shorter. Um, you know, and I don't know for college that, you know, I, I think they could do a better job and fit it into a better window. Some of the games get too long. But I don't know that people pay for those suites, the the amount of money they play to, to have a three-hour game like we have. You know, I, I think the right mark is probably a three-and-a-half-hour games for college, and that happens sometimes. But I would guess that more often than not, it's more like 345 to four hours just because of all the TV commercials and whatnot but uh you know so they could modify it to some degree but again i i don't know that you want to make the game too short for college football coach you mentioned in the second half you were able to play better in those two interceptions help you get the win on saturday is that what you're looking for going through this season because leading up to game one you had a limited amount of practices that you were able to get together and now it's starting to, to just come together. Is that what you're expecting from this team each and every week as as you progress, that, that camaraderie, that team feeling, just to get better each and every quarter or each and every game? Sure. And, uh, and yeah, these guys were all just brought together, you know, just five weeks ago. So it takes a little time, and in particular offensively. I, I figured the defenses would be ahead of the offenses at this short of period of time but we uh 
you know, offensively we've got to pick it up and hopefully defensively keep doing, you know, playing like we did last week. So, so we'll see. Um, yeah, I expect everybody to little by little improve, in particular offensively. Are the are the goals of these players to get to another level? Are, are they looking at the NFL as this this is another door to get to the National Football League, or are these guys just wanting to play professional football and be a part of this thing? Well, ninety percent of them, sure, they want to. They want this to lead to having another opportunity in the NFL, and they get a ten-season regular season window to show to show all these scouts and and NFL teams what they could still do, and you know, and that's what that's what they're hoping for. And let's face it, that you know, it, it happened in 2020. I had a few players. I got tight end Donald Parham that still emerges team. For three, the last three years, after his XFL experience for five games with us in 2000, so there'll be a good number of players that'll get another look through this opportunity, definitely. Coach, if I understand it right, do do all the teams train there in Arlington, and and if so, do you have the inner squads where you can go against teams and and do seven on seven, or do you have your own individual practice locations? Well, we have. We have uh, our practice areas at Choctaw Stadium where we play, and we share it with the Houston Roughnecks. So Houston practices in the afternoon. We practice in the morning. And there's three other locations for the eight teams that, that two of them each share a, share a location. You, uh, you... So uh, in the preseason, you could have gotten together if you wanted to. We tried at one point, couldn't do it. Right. And then we were to have a practice. We were to have a, a simulated practice game to go through everything, and that was got canceled because of the ice storms. You, you have Wade Phillips's football team uh, this weekend. What's your scouting report tell you about his club? Um, they got they've got a good club. They had the most convincing win of the whole weekend, you know, this past week. So we'll we'll definitely have to play better and pick it up, you know, this week to have a chance to win. Coach, thanks. Man, we appreciate your time. Uh, we wish you all the best, and, and, and thanks for being a part of the program this morning. Okay, guys. Great to be with you. Have a great day. Coach Bob Stoops, the uh, head coach of the Arlington Renegades, and they're on the road this week back home at Choctaw Stadium mm-hmm. on Sunday, March the 5th, taking on Orlando. And, man, if you want to go check it out, tickets are available right now at uh, at uh, XFL.com. That's XFL.com, and you can get your tickets for the – Arlington Renegades. I think it'd be fun if if he doesn't make you want to go to a game Whew. just because he's on the sidelines. Yeah. Then there's then you're not a football fan. Man, there's something want, wrong with you. You want to talk about can coach? Oh, yeah. <laughs> jeez, Louise. Any level. All right, uh, eight forty one. We are uh, fourteen away from nine. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And uh, uh, we've talked a lot of XFL football this week, but it's fun. I mean. I could talk it every week. It's a fun game. The thing that I I really did like, I was a little nervous at first, but the hot mics of everybody, the officials, the the replay guys, I mean, everybody's got a microphone on them. And and it's better. uh, I will tell you it's better on TV with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I don't need it, but it didn't take away from the game from me as I thought it might. But on the radio, because they use the television broadcast on the radio, 
they've got to try to fix that a little bit, and I don't know how they do it because it's a little bit confusing because I was driving around listening to it as well. As and you didn't know it. who was talking then probably. It, yeah, it was kind of hard to follow a little bit because the play-by-play was getting overridden by the huddle and the sideline mic mm-hmm. and the referee mic and, and everybody being mic'd up. It was It was getting muddied on the – broadcast on the radio and you couldn't tell what was going on all the time so if they could clean that up just a little bit I would enjoy it more one of the things that I thought worked was you know we all wonder what is taking replay so long that's pretty simple we can but their replay didn't take as long that and they they gave you an explanation of what they set out to look for and what they actually saw and sometimes it it was different I mean, so you got a thorough uh, explanation of what, what mm-hmm. was going on yeah. within the replay booth itself. Yeah. So it kind of explained to you what, what, what I like that for. better, and I liked it. It didn't take yeah. as long, but I'm still not going to be on board with replay. Well, I'm Sorry. not either, but I mean, if we're, it's here, and if we're going to have know. it, talk, tell me about you, it. You, know? you want to shorten games? Yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. You, you know what they ought to do? If they're going to have a replay, they ought to give them 60 seconds. Start the clock, and then the screen goes dark after. Just get rid of it. Well, I'm not. I don't need a clock. Anyway, I'm sorry. I I I could. This speeding up the game stuff drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. It just does. I enjoy the game. If you enjoyed a chocolate bar, and someone says, "Here's a chocolate bar," then 30 seconds later they said, "Here's another one." You're gonna take it. So if they're going to give you football for three and a half hours, take it. Do we need to get you in the parking lot after three hours and 15 minutes? Well, Coach Stoops made a great point. How are you going to sell the sweets if it's only for a limited time? Yeah. Yeah, you know. And you know what? He he had another valid point. Because you're behind in commercial breaks, don't, don't run a kickoff and then a commercial break, you know. One play out of the back of the end zone, and then you're taking another break because you're behind in stop sets. Well, and that's what takes the. I I know that their explanation is it's no that that the commercials. That's not true. It is. It makes a difference. Again, I'll go back to what I do every Saturday, and we're in and out. Well, let me ask you this: so the semifinals and finals are televised nationally on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Did you sense that the games took longer? They did. They absolutely took longer. Okay. Because you're standing around waiting for television to come back A- from the commercial. Absolutely, we are. When any other time you're readying the ball for play and, and moving you're rolling. on. Yeah. Yeah, it, it took three and a half hours, where the other games took two and a half hours. Tell me what the difference is. Television. <laughs> You really think it took an, an an hour? It was an hour difference? Yeah, at least 45 minutes to an hour. What? 8.45, 15 away from 9, this is game time. That was fun, talking to Coach Dupes. We'll do that again. Uh, we, uh, we are brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. I think and, uh, we ought to talk them into letting us go do a game. Sure. I'm all in. I'm all in. That'd be fun. Broadcast... Have you ever done a game 
from Choctaw, which used to be the old ballpark? I have not done a football game there. No, no, no. Baseball. Have you ever done, done a baseball? Ba- yes, yeah. I've done a baseball game. I've done there. baseball there. I'm assuming the I've press not, box is still the same I've place. I've not done a football game Neither there. Neither have I. I. I was hoping that we'd get a playoff My game My brother there. and dad played a playoff game there. Really? Mm-hmm. That it was great. I bet it was. I, was. I haven't been to a football game there. Nor have I. But they said it was outstanding. I think that'd be fun. And other people that I've talked to that their teams have played there have really en- enjoyed it. I'm... I, I still haven't seen the setup personally. Haven't been there for a football game. So I'm still a Me little too. skeptical. Because it, most because of the time. Because it's the temple. Right. Most, and most of the time, when you see a broadcast on a, on a baseball field, which that was originally, the press box is a long yeah, way from well, the game field. The, the press box is still located in the same place. I will tell you that. So where's the football field in conjunction to the press box? Well, it runs conjunctionally from third base to right field. Hmm. I'll, I'll tell you this, a quick so story. So you're in the right corner. When, when in Grand Junction, Colorado, where they play the Junior College World Series, it's an interesting setup because you have a football stadium on one side of the press box and you have the baseball stadium on the right side of the press box. And the press box serves as the press box for both the football and the baseball. Well, you're so you're it's perfect. It's a 50-yard line view on the football stadium, but that same press box gives you a view all the way down the first base. You're at you're even with the first base bag and not behind home plate. And that makes it really difficult mm-hmm. to broadcast a game. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's that and I'm gonna tell you right now, your alma mater. Texas Tech, you are not behind home plate. You no, are behind the first base back. Yep, you Used are. to be behind home plate, but with the the when they went in and and, and reconfigured the, the ballpark, Dan Law Field, and, and put the suites in and all that stuff, you literally broadcast from one of the coaches, assistant coaches' offices, and it's behind the first base bag. Yeah. And it's tough. It really is. I I've I've done baseball sitting on top of a dugout. It's not easy. No. Ain't seen anything over there. You just get it done. All right, uh, 848, we are presented by Alan Samuels and brought to you by Morrison's Gifts, where you can go by and see Sally and Mark and the entire crew. They've got that new location. They're two – I mean, there's a song in there someplace, right? Two doors down. Yeah. They're two doors – they're literally two doors down. They are. They really, really are. They're two doors down from where they originally were uh, in the um, – in the Brazos Square Center at 4308 West Waco Drive. Check them out. Birthday gifts, anniversary gifts, holiday gifts, you name it. They've got it for you. And you can you can check them out there at Morrison's Gifts. They've been doing this since 1979. 1979. 1979. They've been doing this. And, man, they, uh, they are Waco's gift store headquarters. Whether it's uh, John Hart leather goods or Consuela gift bags or key rings or candles or jewelry, whatever the case may be, you can get it at Morrison's Gifts. 4308 West Waco Drive. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back on the road in Big 12 play, headed to Fort Worth to take on TCU Wednesday. 6 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 6.30 tip-off Wednesday. Join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at centexsportsfan.com. Hey, guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do. And if you want your house to look good. But what about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. Two five four. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had four nine two two. The wind blew her down the road. (laughs) That's where she ran into the car. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. La Vega continues to roll through the high school girls basketball postseason with a 63-33 win over Marble Falls. Conley was also a winner last night, 52-49 over Salado. Scott Drew has taken his Baylor men's basketball team to Manhattan, Kansas for a 6 o'clock tip-off against Kansas State. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. The MCC women and men won on the road last night at Temple. Bill Brock's High Lassies ran their season record to 23-3 with an 86-58 victory. Kevin Gill's Highlanders won 76-68 to move their season mark to 22-5. Baylor baseball is at home tonight hosting Houston Christian. First pitch is at 6.30, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, it's 8.53, 7 away from 9. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, in our last two hours, guys, have have we learned anything? Is there anything that, that jumps off the page at you in the last two hours? 
Yeah, I hope there's a delay. <laughs> that's what, that was going to be mine. <laughs> that maybe there's some bad words that that possibly get uttered on that sideline in a professional football game, and they hope that there's a delay. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got a busy night tonight. We got basketball for you, five thirty right here on ESPN Central Texas. It is Baylor and Kansas State as Baylor wraps up that two game road swing I, again. Kansas State won in Waco earlier uh, back in January. So, yeah, if, if if Kansas State wins, then mathematically they're even in the one-loss category. But Kansas State would hold that tiebreaker against Baylor because they would have won the series having swept Baylor. So, I, I, to me, this is a big game. Plus, you're facing Texas uh, next week, uh, Saturday. So, you've, you've got some heavy hitters coming. Uh, I just think it's, you know, it's big to try to steal one of these two on the road, and you've already dropped the Kansas game, so let's see no, what this, happens tonight. This is, I don't want to say a must win, but it's a heavy need win. Well, if you're going to try Bears. to win the conference, it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you, you don't want to limp into playing Texas uh, at home. You want to get a little bit under your mm-hmm. under your belt before then. Mm-hmm. And with Kansas winning last night, which, oh boy, Kansas Kansas may be the team to beat, in my opinion. Well, yeah. In, in the not, way, not in the Big 12, in the country. Right. They may defend. They're that good. And that's a different team. Don't, don't kid yourself. That's a different team than a year ago. And they may defend. Mm-hmm. They're that good. Yeah. Uh, and they've got that they've got. But if you want to keep up and give yourself a chance, you need to win tonight and I think, this weekend against Texas. I think so. I think so, too. Uh, baseball, uh, the Bears are in action tonight hosting Houston Christian at the ballpark. And uh, that is a 631st pitch, 615 broadcast. We're going to move that broadcast over to Fox Sports Central Texas at his 1330 a.m. and 93.9 FM. So keep that in mind. All right, so that's what we got for you. John's up at 3, Matt's here at 4, and we're back in the morning at 7.